0: Welcome to Moneyline, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here today. It is a Tuesday, it is June 15th, rocking and rolling through 2021. A bit of a pullback today in the market early. We'll talk about that, but the bigger news is many breakouts yesterday, that NASDAQ hitting a new all-time closing high on Monday. That we're gonna take a look at. We're gonna break down the stocks that are breaking out your NASDAQ watch list for the rest of the year. Coming up right now on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here at Moneyline. It is June 15th, 2021. And as I just mentioned, we've had a a bit of a historic week. Uh, We've had the S&P breaking out to a new all-time high. We had the NASDAQ uh, 100, the NASDAQ Composite, which is thousands of stocks. Both those indices breaking out to all-time highs on Monday. Uh, Some really, really big news going on. Uh, You know, I'm not really much into financial media right now living down here in Nicaragua because I don't turn on CNBC or any of that garbage. But, you know, obviously I read so much every day about the markets. I go to the traditional websites, the financial websites, just to see what the headlines are. And I I will tell you that what I'm seeing is it's not a lot of people praising how, you know, well really um, the market's doing and and how it's breaking out. And I find that a bit perplexing uh, considering, you know, if we are breaking down to a a yearly low or a monthly low, or nearing a correction of over 10%, it would be the headline everywhere. Again, the financial media, uh, most people in this business are not here for you. They care about eyeballs. They care about clicks. They want views. Uh, They'll sell you garbage uh, just to resell somebody else, the same garbage the next day. So please be cognizant of that. When you turn into the uh, uh, financial media, uh, from all angles. I mean, you're going to get bombarded, uh, these days, especially if you're watching this show. It means you probably do a lot of searching for, uh, stock news, etc. Uh, so you're probably getting bombarded with ads and pop-ups and all that garbage. Uh, please be cognizant of what you're buying and who you're listening to. Because again, it's amazing to me that when I go to the mainstream, Financial websites—they're not talking about the Nasdaq breaking out. It's just—they're not. They're not. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So please, just be be careful of that because it's it's important to look at really what's going on. All right, so let's take a look at a couple charts here. Let's let's jump in. Uh, as you can see here, this is the Q's the Nasdaq 100 ETF. You can see right here, Monday broke out to a new all-time high, kind of forming this V pattern. That's, that's a big breakout to me, and uh, yeah, we're down 4 tenths of percent today. You can't go up every single day, but what I would do is, I, I, you know, I, to me, breakouts are great, and then you see have some consolidation, some confirmation after that, and again, as long as you stay above like 340 here, right here on the Qs, it still looks really, really strong. Uh, let's go over to the NASDAQ composite. So the Qs are the 100 largest companies in the NASDAQ composite, uh, non-financials. Uh, so in a nasdaq composite i think there's close to about 5,000 stocks give or take Uh, also had an all-time closing high yesterday again down a little bit today down about a half percent Uh, so seeing a little bit of a pullback after that let's take a look at the uh, spies the s p 500 etf here uh, in a moment of course my computer tends to lock up every time uh, that i turn it back on so i'll get back to that in a minute as i reconnect it but i'm about to show you in a minute that the, the s p 500 also breaking out actually yesterday was the third consecutive day that the S&P 500 closed at a new record high uh, last time it had four I believe it was actually even just last year is was able to do four consecutive days but here I got it back up for you here uh, we'll take a look here at the S&P 500 and uh, as you can see there's the S&P 500 three consecutive all-time closing highs today down about a quarter percent so I know you'll see the market. Oh my goodness, market's down. It, it, we can't go straight up every day, folks. Uh, the S&P has been up for three consecutive days. It pulls back one. Big deal. Uh, think big picture and look at the uptrend that we see. That's that's what we're seeing here. You're seeing an uptrend. We saw the roaring 2020s alive and well, and just so much opportunity out there. So uh, let's keep that in mind. Uh, two other uh, ETFs I want to show you just because they, they track areas that are important to me. Uh, one is the arc Innovation ETF. I had a big day yesterday. Uh, Close at a six-week high, but down today. So you're seeing a lot of the innovation growth stocks uh, take a hit today. But again, we, we're, we're up. We're up almost 20% in a matter of five weeks. So 2% pullback is okay. You can't go straight up. We also broke this downtrend line that I drew a little while ago, maybe a week or so ago. So when you break above resistance, oftentimes you pull back and retest that resistance, which is now support before taking off or consolidate for a little bit. So again. All things are good, it, it don't let one day kind of scare you. The other chart I want to show you here is a NASDAQ Biotech uh, ETF, IBB. And the reason for this is, I'm gonna put a quick line right here. You can see this, this W formation. Uh, and and the, the line there is a top of the W. So uh, you know, here's a W right here. That line is a triple top. When you break above that, consolidate and hold it. So if we can hold about above about the 157 or so level and consolidate in this area, this would be very, very important. Uh, for the Nasdaq uh, biotech stocks and just really biotech stocks in general and it really would confirm to me that we'd make a run back test the all-time high from February and that's gonna I think that's gonna lend itself to a lot of other growth innovation sectors that have come down off those February highs uh, and and really help push those higher so there's some interesting charts that I wanted you to take a look at so What we're going to do in today's show is I went through and I got 10 stocks here for you from the NASDAQ 100, or sorry, from the NASDAQ composite. Some you heard of, some I guarantee you never heard of. And they all broke out to highs yesterday on Monday. And I went through there and I looked for uh, the list of NASDAQ stocks that are breaking out. Then I looked for stocks that had some nice growth and, and some good stories to them. Again, nothing here is a buy or sell recommendation. I would never buy something when it's hitting the high because in my feeling, most stocks, when they break out, either consolidate or pull back. So you always look for a little bit of pullback and buy into weakness. That's just my strategy. You can use any strategy you want, but that's typically my strategy. And again, nothing's buy or sell recommendations, but when they break out and they look good, and I'll talk about them in a minute, you wanna toss those on your watch list because there's a potential that that stock may pull back or may hit a, a support level at some point Today, tomorrow, three months from now, who knows? But it's nice to put on there, because when it's breaking out, it shows that it is a leader, and, and that's what we want. We want to be investing in leaders. So let's, uh, one minute before we get to that, I want to talk about Bitcoin here real quick. I was just checking the, the price here, and, and I think it's right at 40,000 right now. And just to give you an idea, it's, uh, it's 9.09 right now here, uh, East Coast time, or, sorry, central time, or, or mountain time, even, sorry, <laughs> mountain time. It's 11 o'clock, at little after 11 a.m. Uh, what I'm doing this show, uh, East Coast time. So it's trading right at 40,000 right now, Bitcoin. But you know, again, in the last week or so, it tested 31,000 again. And on Sunday, Elon Musk came out and said once again uh, that Tesla will accept Bitcoin in the future once the uh, the um, the mining, the, the the amount of energy used to mine, uh, is basically, I guess, to his liking. So it went up big on that. Uh, also we had, uh, Paul Tudor Jones, a big hedge fund guy, a billionaire come out and, uh, endorse it. And that's, that's big. cause it's, when you have these older guys coming out and you're seeing that the, the big money's getting into it. It's simple supply and demand at that point. Uh, Michael Saylor from micro strategies, he's raising even more money. He just raised money. I think like a week ago to buy more Bitcoin looks like he's trying to raise even more money, to buy more Bitcoin. Uh, so you're seeing the big money come into it and, and at the end of the day, the long-term picture for bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is uh, it, it, there are there, there there is and there will be even more use cases for it it's not just some pie in the sky bs uh, there are true use cases to bitcoin blockchain and many altcoins and over time you'll see this really come to fruition but again you're still in the wild wild west here in my opinion it's still excuse me it's still not the easiest thing to go buy uh, a lot of the altcoins yeah bitcoin's easy you can go a lot of different sites but it's still the wild west uh you're gonna have a lot of volatility uh but the action that i've been seeing as of late and i could care less what musk says anymore you know i'm a big fan of musk i think he's a a genius one of the smartest people walking this earth but i also feel and and this is just speculation on my part in my view is i feel like he's manipulating the the price of bitcoin you know, he pushes it up, then he pushes it down and pushes it back up with his tweets. He's really moving it. I think investors, uh, traders, whoever, if you're, if you're buying and selling Bitcoin based on Elon Musk's tweets, you're in that Reddit crowd. You're, you're, you're a gambler. You're, it's just not going to work that way. Uh, because Elon, what Elon Musk says or does is not going to drive the long-term price of Bitcoin. Uh, it just simply won't. You know, if, if Tesla accepts, it, accepts Bitcoin, fine, it's nice. But it's not going to make a big difference. How many Teslas are going to sell? And is it really going to be like... Just think about the, the, the amount that, of sales that Tesla does compared to the global economy. It's not even registerable. So please, don't don't base it off that. So, All right, but let's get back into our 10 stocks. Let's go to our 10 stocks that, again, no buy or sell recommendation. These are no specific order. These are just stocks that... Broke out to, to new highs yesterday that are in the Nasdaq composite. Uh, and they, I did some scans to come up with different types of areas. And this is what came up. So let's jump in right now. Okay, first one. Again, no specific order, no buy-sell. Turtle Beach Corporation, symbols here, H-E-A-R. It's a uh, smaller company, $600 million. Makes headsets and other uh, accessories for gaming, e-sports. So it's in a really nice sector. Uh, it's kind of got this... W broke out and then broke out to a new all-time high, uh, down today about 4.5%, as you can see here. A lot of, again, these growth stocks are pulling back, but it's, it's got a ton of support at 34. So as long as it holds above there, boy, this looks really good long-term. Uh, let me zoom out and show you a long-term chart here. And what's even more important, if I go all the way back, you got a high here from 2018 right around 34 and change. So at that 34 level, it, may, it seems even more important right now. So. That's something to keep an eye on. If I see consolidation here, boy, that's, that's technically a very nice setup. It trades with a PE ratio of around 21.5, price of sales uh, 1.4, peg ratio below one. So it's got really nice fundamentals going with it. Uh, and again, it's in a nice sector. It's got a good chart. So that's one that, that I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Uh, next stock here is uh, Heska Corp. Uh, this is one I think I probably talked to in the past. I think I had it in a past newsletter many years ago. Uh, Symbols HSKA uh, broke out yesterday to a new high and it's actually up a little today even with the market pulling back. So it's nice you're seeing that follow-through. 2.3 billion dollar company. Uh, vet products, you know, primarily canine and feline, so dogs and cats, so uh, pharmaceuticals and, and vet products for dogs and cats. Uh, you know, this is a huge market, folks. And during the, the, the quarantine shutdown, we had a lot more people out there getting pets. I mean, it's, it's to the point, in my opinion it's just getting a bit ridiculous and again i have nothing as people who have pets Um, i'm personally not a pet guy i just don't it doesn't make sense to me Uh, maybe i'm too selfish uh, but for me i'd rather do things and not have to worry about going home because the the dog has to go out or pay a dog sitter or suddenly it's got hip dysplasia and it costs you five thousand dollars to fix the dog's head like it's just it, it just gets out of hand you know, there, there's the people out there that complain they have no money, yet they have all this money on these dogs and, and stuff. It's just crazy to me. But for people who invest in this stuff, it's great. Uh, revenue growth is expected uh, next couple of years annually to go up 9%, not huge, but bottom line earnings growth, 49% annually. And that bottom line growth to me, that's what justifies uh, the, the um the 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 price where we're at now it's at 219 dollars a share again price per share is irrelevant it's a 2.3 billion dollar company is what matters but what justifies that is the bottom line growth that, that the move that it's had that that it will continue to move higher so that's great bottom line growth for a company that's been growing uh pretty rapidly uh for several years so that's that's one you know i think you should keep an eye on next one is in mode INMD. Uh, yesterday ended up closing down a few pennies but it did hit an all-time high yesterday uh, consolidating right above that high uh, around 89 which is a closing high or sorry 90 which was a closing high about uh, six seven weeks ago uh, INMD in mode it's a 3.5 billion dollar company uh, they offer minimally and non-invasive medical treatments uh, for uh, three different areas uh, face and body contouring you know obviously yeah. aesthetic stuff uh, medical aesthetics uh, and then women's health so Just think about, you know, looking good. You know, people want to look good and they'll they'll use their types of, uh, their treatments. Revenue growth up 18% annually expected to grow earnings. Bottom line, 15% uh, earnings per share up to nearly $3 and 50 cents by 2023. That's only two years away. You know, you, you put the stock, if it trades at 30 times uh, earnings at that point, uh, it puts about $105 a share. So, you know, from here, not huge, huge upside, but, uh, again, that's, that's nice growth and it's, and it's making good money, and that, that's really important too. Uh, keep in mind, uh, you always have to have that path to profitability. The company doesn't have to make money today or tomorrow, but you have to have the path to profitability. And I always use Amazon as a great example. Amazon was crushed, Jeff Bezos was crushed by analysts on CNBC day after day because they couldn't figure out how to make money. He was a genius. He was taking their revenue, which was booming, and putting it back into the company and growing it and dominating so many different areas. There was a path to profitability with Amazon. It's a big difference, folks. When you you just put money back in a company and you're never gonna make money, that doesn't work. There was a path to profitability. This is key, key, key. Especially for hyper-growth stocks that I specialize in, for small caps I specialize in, biotechs I specialize in, you have to look at that. So, speaking of the NASDAQ, here is NDAQ, which is the company that owns the NASDAQ. Uh, had a hell of a run, broke out yesterday, up another 3 tenths uh, percent today. <clears throat> you know, it's fascinating to me. I thought this company was much bigger for some reason. If, if somebody would have had to give me a guess, I would have said $75, $80 billion company. It's a $28.7 billion company. It's still big, but I thought it was bigger. So their revenue is broken down into four different areas. Uh, market services is 35%. Uh, market data and the indexes that are branded by the NASDAQ, another 30%. Corporate services, they call it, which is uh, helping companies list uh, public relations, all that type of stuff, about 20%. And then the technology side of it, that does a lot of technology and behind the scenes, about 15%. So it's nicely uh, diversified with its revenue sources. The one problem I have with it is low growth. Uh, So below 4% of both the top and bottom line going forward. Uh, So, so that could be, could hold it back a bit, but again, broke out to new all time high yesterday. This is also a play in my opinion on cryptocurrencies. Uh, They're doing a lot with blockchain. And one of the areas that is being disrupted and will really be disrupted and potentially decentralized at some point uh, is the financial markets. And I believe NASDAQ is ahead of this and behind the scenes and even not even just behind the scenes, it's in the news. They are working on blockchain technologies uh, for uh, better executions, uh, better tracking. So this is an indirect play of the traditional Wall Street um, type of company that could benefit as Wall Street moves towards a blockchain decentralization. I think NASDAQ could, could, could hang in there. So I think there's some sneaky upside here uh, to NASDAQ. The next one, boy, what a blast from the past! This bad, bad boy is Crocs, C-R-O-X. It's a 7.3 billion dollar company. This one, I would have said, was much smaller than that. That uh, blows my mind. To me, they are the maker of what could be the ugliest rubber clogs, or whatever the hell they're made of, I have ever seen. I just, I always think of Mario Batali, the uh, chubby redheaded uh, Italian chef. I used to have shows on on all the time i think he got in trouble with stuff but he used to have shows on all the time he used to wear these ugly orange ones i remember seeing on tv but crocs broke out yesterday to a new all-time high down about a half percent today consolidating above that 110 support level uh you know they have huge partnerships i didn't realize this till i did my research yesterday justin bieber post malone country singer luke combs none of those three are really my favorites but they're big name people they just teamed up with blenciaga uh, which you don't know that that's, you know, the $700 sneakers and th- that type of stuff. Uh, but they're all about endorsements and, and partnering up with big name people and, um, and influencers, especially in social media. So that, that's, that's kind of what they're doing here. They have uh, uh, top and bottom line growth going forward annually in the next couple of years. Both are between about 11 and 12%. So very low double digits. But, you know, you look at uh, valuation wise, PE ratio is about 17 and a half. Price of sales 3.3 and the peg ratio below one pegs price earnings over growth. So the numbers aren't terrible. The chart looks good. Uh, but this is one where (coughs) to me, I just can't bring myself and this is a stock that I owned many, many years ago. I, I, I can zoom out in a chart here. I don't know the exact years, but many, many years ago, it was before the sell off. So it had to be 06 07. Wow. That's how long ago I haven't been anywhere near the stock since then, but, Back in here, I remember we, we being able to ride up a little bit, but man, oh man, look how this thing came down. I mean, it, I, I thought this company honestly was going to go bankrupt. It was down to a dollar a share. Uh, you know, that's when everything pulled back in 08, 09, but it struggled again in 17. I mean, it was back down to about five bucks a share in 2017. Now we're just under 120, or sorry, 112. Uh, man, what a, what, a, what a comeback. You got to give it to management. They, they, that's, that's impressive as all hell. So Crocs again, just put it out there cause it caught my eye. Uh, the next one we're going to take a look at is one it's, it's a I probably never, I never really knew much about it and you probably never heard of it either. It's national energy services, reunited corporation, N E S R say $1.4 billion company. It does, it offers oil and gas services, uh, to companies in the middle East uh, Africa, Asia. So a lot of overseas and, um, revenue is expected to grow about 18% annually going forward uh, sorry about that folks uh, so you got me here sorry about that folks a little bit of a uh, you know technical issue there, so there's a little choppy in, in there for a few seconds Keep in mind in Nicaragua, the power goes out here a lot. So when the power goes out, unfortunately the camera sometimes goes out, which then takes everything else out. So, uh, I apologize for that. So let's get back to, uh, uh where we were here though. Um, and this is not where we were. Let's get back here. So the, the last stock that I was talking about before is a little bit of a, uh, a set down here is, um, NESR and I was talking about this being a $1.4 billion company. Uh, it is a company that uh, offers a uh, services, oil and gas services, mainly in the Middle East, Africa, and Asia. Uh, Revenue is expected to grow about 18% annually going forward, bottom line 49% going forward, and it's a hell of a chart. So just for a technical basis, this, this is a ascending triangle broke out, around 14 and change, uh, down about 1% today, but it's got huge support, 14. My one issue is, oil and gas, uh, could it continue to go higher, and, and yes. Uh, oil could continue to go higher. The, the thing is, it's it, it, long term, the demand for fossil fuels will likely continue to decline. We're getting a boost now with the economy's reopening, obviously. So that that's a concern longer term. However, there, there is a caveat here. However, all of a sudden, we can't just take ourselves off fossil fuels. It just can't stop. We need the economy to continue to run. Uh, so, th- so there's gonna be a need for fossil fuels for decades, so that's you have to kind of look at it both ways But for me the odds probably just aren't as good uh, for me to pick a winner when it comes to that so I I'd Probably stay away from it, but maybe you put it on there anyway diversify a portfolio, but I- I'd be very very careful with it So the next one we're gonna take a look at this is in an area uh, in my opinion that, uh should continue to, to run and again give me one second while i pull this up uh, it is a uh, cyber security but it's be a little wonky here again uh, the company though i will t- tell you is uh, ftnt uh, so we'll pull it up here in a moment it's about a 37.8 uh, billion dollar company uh, Fortinet is the name of it and this is a stock that you know i've had my eye on for a while and we've had a lot of cybersecurity issues uh, in, in in the past just a few weeks, really, a few months. So as a 37.8 billion dollar company, it's a pretty big cybersecurity company. Uh, It's got revenue expected to grow about 14% annually going forward. Uh, Earnings bottom line expected to grow about 17% going forward. It's a little pricey with the PE ratio of 54, price to sales 10.5. However, the one thing that I do see with it uh, is the fact that it's PEG ratio is two, which isn't super, super cheap, but it's not that high. You can see here in the charts had a hell of a run. It's, it's, it's doubled from the low in November. And, and I believe that the demand for cybersecurity is only gonna increase. And I don't, know, I don't see how you could not agree with that. I just, it, there's just so much upside. And unfortunately there's just hackers continually trying to hack people. And Fortinet's one that uh, it's done well. It's got some good growth for looking forward. Again, one to keep an eye on. We're gonna shift gears here a little bit uh, for the next one a little bit of a smaller company. It's a $650 million company. It is involved in um, staffing for the healthcare industry. As you can see here, cross-country healthcare. Broke out yesterday, today, it's up another 9 tenths of a percent. It's had a hell of a run here in the last uh, few months, or last nine months or so. As I mentioned, $650 million company. Uh, The one crazy thing about this company, though, is Both the top bottom bottom line are expected to decline after this year, because it had a bit of a spike due to the pandemic as staffing for healthcare industry was obviously booming. We need so many people in healthcare. That all being said, I believe the stock is still cheap. Yeah. prices sales are going to go from 0.57 to 0.69, still really cheap. P ratio will go from 12.9 to 26.1. Again, it's still in, in a nice level. So, you may see a pullback because you're going to see numbers be a little worse next year, but boy, you have to be really blindsided. If, if it, you all of a sudden you find that out and you're concerned because you should be looking ahead at the numbers. So again, a smaller one, you may want to keep an eye on here. That's breaking out. We'll stick with the uh, healthcare industry here and uh, a little bit bigger of a company, about twice the size, $1.2 billion. Uh, Lema- Mater, Lemaeter, I don't know what it's called, Vascular, L-M-A-T. And I'll be pulling it up here in a second. $1.2 billion company. They have medical devices for the treatment of peripheral uh, va- vascular disease. I love this chart, man. This is, again, another one of those W patterns, about 55, broke out. Huge volume breakout, even up today a little bit, a few pennies. Could pull back easy to 54, 55, still look great. Uh, this is a company that... Not huge growth going forward. Revenue 8% annually. Earnings 13.5%. Uh, PE ratio is 42. Price to sales 7.4. But peg ratio 1.49. So PE is really irrelevant to me. I don't care about PE. I throw it out there because a lot of people ask. But price to uh, earnings, price to earnings over growth, uh, P/E, the peg ratio is much more important. 1.49 is a pretty nice number. And then number 10 here on the list, uh, again a smaller name. At a 940 million dollar company, i would never heard of this company. Uh, it's called Grid Dynamics, G D Y N is a symbol. It's in the IT uh, area. It helps companies transform into what I'm considering basically the roaring 2020s. So, uh, think about areas such as AI, artificial intelligence, uh, big data, data science, cloud computing, etc. Uh, sorry, it's taking a minute for this to pull up. Uh, but uh, the revenue is expected to grow uh, annually going forward, twenty-one percent. Uh, earnings, eighty-eight percent. I'll go back when it pulls up. Uh, of course, here we go. Uh, look at this chart, folks. I mean, it's yeah, a nice-looking chart. Uh, you know, again, I will say that W, but like a more of an ascending triangle broke out today, down about three quarters percent, but lots of support between sixteen and seventeen. So it's a type of company. It's, it's small cap, nine hundred forty million dollars. Really nice growth. It's in a really nice area. Uh, So that's one you may want to keep an eye on. And I'm pretty sure this one may have been a SPAC. Yeah, it was, okay. So 2018, this was a SPAC, you can see here, 2019, it then spiked up uh, to 13 change, all the way down to four and change, now we're back up. So this was a SPAC before, SPACs were cool, folks. So you're going way, way back. But uh, yeah, I mean, these are 10 stocks that that I think, again, you throw on the watch list. Not a buy recommendation, not a sell recommendation, none of the above. I don't have any exposure in these stocks for anybody out there who gives a hoot. Uh, but, I, but I'll tell you this: uh, it, there, there's some interesting stocks breaking out now. You don't buy in a breakout. You look for a breakout consolidation, breakout pullbacks. One of my favorite patterns, especially for long term. You know, keep in mind there are three ways that there are three factors in when, when I when I'm finding investments. Um, one is going to be the fundamentals. The company has to obviously be growing, um, top line, bottom line, path to profitability. Uh, is it valued attractively? So that's the fundamentals, uh, the, the traditional way of looking at stocks. Uh, then there's the theme, the big picture, which is to me even more important. Is the, is the company in an area uh, that has a large TAM, total addressable market? Is it an area that will grow in the next five to 10 years, if not longer? Uh, will the company <clears throat> be able to gain market share in that growth? All things like that, very important, but the big picture trend. So example of that it would be, what I call the future of transportation or transportation 2.0. Looking at areas that I'm pretty damn certain there's gonna be more electric vehicles on the road. I know there's gonna be more sensors in cars, all that kind of stuff. Those are big, big trends. Then you look for companies that have the great fundamentals that match up with that. Lastly, you know, I I cut my teeth in in, in the market really, uh, reading charts, teaching myself to read them, reading books after books. Wrote my own book on how how to read charts called The Swing Trader's Bible. So for me, that is the third part that really makes it important because without that, you're just blindly just buying stuff because it might be in a great sector. It might have good fundamentals, but it might be a value trap. You look at the chart, it's been going down for two straight years. There's something wrong with the stock. The chart helps you determine, uh, or helps verify your thoughts. Number one. Uh, number two, it helps determine when to get in. Cause when you look at a chart, you look for the pullbacks, you look for those support levels. Those times when it could pull back 5, 10, 15, 20% to that old breakout level. Buy on a discount. Those are the greatest things. You can put all three together. The big, big trends, the fundamentals, the technicals, man, we're coming at it all angles. And I got it not to brag, but there's not many people that do all three. Some just use the charts, some just use fundamentals, some just look at themes. When you put all three together, you know what this does? It increases our probability of picking winning investments. And everything in life is about putting yourself in the highest probability situation, especially when it comes to the stock market. So that's your lesson for today. All right, again, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, man, it's just fun doing this. Um, I'm going to try to get out there. Maybe, I don't know if I can surf yet today. As many of you know, I got my stitches out of my leg, but I'm not supposed to go yet. But we'll see what we can, we can work on. But um, we have a new issue going out tomorrow, Early Stage Investor. Excited for that. Our portfolio is continuing to crush it. So um, anything more you need from us, put, post in questions in the comments below, like, subscribe. Uh, a lot of exciting things around the corner. So uh, stay tuned. And again, I thank you so much. Go out there, be safe, be fun. Tell somebody you love them. And have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll be back Friday. I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Moneyline. The line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.